11-year MLS pro Quincy Marroquois here, and you're now listening to The Perfect Soccer Podcast, where your host goes one-on-one to get to know your favorite professional soccer players, both on and off the pitch. Because how better to learn what it takes to become a pro soccer player other than directly from pro soccer players? Today's episode is brought to you by PerfectSoccerSkills.com, the number one and only platform you'll ever need to connect with and learn from pro soccer players. Learn more and enter to win weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to PerfectSoccerSkills.com slash PSTM to enter to win for free today. With that said, please enjoy today's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Perfect Soccer Podcast. Our special guest today is Fatai Alashi of Cincinnati FC. Fatai, how's it going? Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me, man. I'm doing well. For sure, for sure. And uh, let's just go back in time. And uh, how'd you get started playing soccer? Um, I, I started when I was young. My dad was a big soccer fan. He played like when he was younger in high school and stuff. So he got me and my older brother into it. So basically from a young age, like while my brother was at practice, I would go to his practices, play around, watch. I would watch my dad play. And then eventually when I was old enough, I started playing as well on a team. But it was actually pretty nice for me because since my brother was two years older, I would always get to train with his teams as well. So it was like a good little challenge for me playing with older players. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think that actually helped me a lot. Yeah, I feel like I hear that a lot with uh... – Older siblings, when, they, when people have older siblings, they play with their older brother or sister, and then they get better. Yeah, absolutely. It's nice, nice. It's good because, well, obviously, most kids your age aren't playing with guys that are, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes two or three years older than them. So, like I said, it's like a nice little challenge, and um, it helps you to kind of push yourself to to deal with a little bit of adversity, you know, when you're playing with guys that are older. Yeah, definitely. Now, going to, like, your youth career, like, what was the moment when you started getting, like, recruited to go to college? Like, what was – was there, like, a game or something? Like, you had a crazy game and they started recruiting you? Or, like, what what was it? Um, I'm not sure, actually. I mean, I think mine was – I mean, because I, I played academy soccer. Um, oh. It was, like, I started in the academy, like, a year or two after they, they started it. So, um, okay. we would always play, like, the showcases. Um, so we would play like a few games and all like the college scouts would be there. So I would say like basically I think my, when I was like 14 or 15, we played a showcase. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously if you play well at those, there's so many coaches that are watching, uh, you, you know, you give yourself a good opportunity to get recruited and scouted by, uh, some, some good teams. So it was nice also being in, um, I was from Michigan, so yeah. Obviously, the teams in Michigan is a lot easier for them to see you. They see you play a lot more often. Uh, so that was uh, that was definitely probably the start of it all with the academy showcases. Gotcha. And, and overall, what was your recruiting process like? Um, it was interesting. I mean, I guess I, guess I don't know too much about how other people's mm-hmm. uh, process went. But for me, uh, I watched my brother go through the whole process two years before me, uh, and I actually was, like, lucky enough to go on a lot of his uh, recruiting visits with him, so I got to see a lot of stuff, and I know, like, before 
started getting recruited after I went on my brother's visit to Michigan State, I had like already been talking about how I wanted to go there because I really liked the vibe of the, the guys in the locker room and the way they ran the program there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of had that in the back of my mind throughout my whole recruiting process. Um, but it was nice. I mean, I think it's cool for for young guys to be able to like go visit schools. You know, you're kind of getting a chance to like tour a place you're gonna you know, potentially live for um, some of the, you know, most important years in your life. And, uh, you know, it's nice to be able to get on campus for a bit, see, see some, some different teams, see some, some different, uh, just some different atmospheres. There's always, like, a, uh, a certain vibe about a school when you're, when you're on campus, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it's definitely nice to be able to experience that um, when you're young and, and, and be forced to make uh, what ends up being a really important decision, you know, at a young age. Yeah, definitely, def- definitely important decision. But was there any like, did you have like a top three final list, or, or you just picked Michigan State? Yeah. No, for me, I think definitely top two. I was in between Michigan State and I was thinking about Georgetown. Okay. Um, I didn't really get a chance to go on a visit to Georgetown. Because that was like kind of towards the tail end of the the whole process. So those are probably my top two. Um, and then obviously I ended up choosing Michigan State, which I'm happy about that choice. So. Gotcha. It was one of the factors to like stay at home too, or near home. Yeah, it was definitely. I mean, the, I, I would say the biggest thing was not being able to go on a visit to Georgetown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because obviously you it'd be hard to commit to something when, you know, you didn't have the time to go see it beforehand. Yeah. Um, and then I also, like I said, I was pretty set in my mind on going to Michigan State, so that made it a lot easier. But definitely being close to home was, was nice, too. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, but, and w- overall, what was your experience like just playing at Michigan State? It was good. I mean, I think, uh, you know, college soccer, it can be tough. I mean, you know, obviously you're, you're there balancing uh, playing and, and going to school at the same time. Uh, but I think it's important for – I think it's an important part of the process, and I think it's, it's a place where I was able to learn and grow a lot. It's really the first time in your life that you're, you know, kind of on your own. Uh, no one's driving you to practice. You're, it, it's up to you to get places on time. It's up to you to make sure um, – you're on top of your schoolwork. No one's there to kind of hold your hand through it and, and make sure you're, you're doing your your work. So I think it, it, it's definitely like a learning process. I think, you know, when you come in your, your freshman year, you, you maybe have these expectations of how things are going to be. And, you know, you you just went from being in a situation where you're probably like the best player on your club team to now you're at the bottom of the totem pole um, in college. So it, it definitely takes time to kind of get comfortable and learn. But um, I think the biggest thing for me was just like the the bond that you have with your teammates because you're together, you know, twenty four seven. You're in classes together. You want to practice together every day, living with each other. So I think that was something that made the experience special, and it definitely, you know, you learn a, a lot about yourself going through that process. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And you went to uh, the PDL right after college. Um, so what was that experience like, and like how did that prep you to make the MLS? Uh, yeah, so I played, I think, in the PDL for 
two seasons, maybe. I, I played for yeah, two. Um, a season in, in Reading, Pennsylvania, Reading United. Yep. And then the year after that, I played in Portland for the Portland U23. And those, those both were, were really cool experiences, both different experiences in and of themselves. I think the, the, the summer I spent in Portland was probably one of the most important on a summer for me, just, you know, being able to be around, you know, professionals. Things were run really well there. I think uh, we we had a, a few opportunities to, you know, get in training with the first team, which was really nice. Uh, because obviously it, it was, and I think that was the summer, that was the summer before my senior year. So it was kind of that time where I was, you know, really like thinking like this is what I would like to do. And this is, you know, being able to see what it takes to be at the next level and play at the next level was definitely a very meaningful experience for me. Uh, and that, that whole summer, I think, kind of molded um, and shaped my mind into really seeing what it's like to be a professional. Yeah. Because obviously it's a lot different in college than mm-hmm. it is there. Uh, so I think that was probably one of the most important summers for me well, in my time in the PDO. Gotcha. During that summer, was that the moment where you were like, yeah, I could play like in the MLS? Uh, yeah, I mean, so I, I think, uh, you know, being able to train with the, the first team was, mm-hmm. was nice because you can kind of like engage like, okay, you know, can I have a handle on this? You know, and obviously it's always tough, mm-hmm. you know, because you're only, you're kind of like in and out of it. You're not training with them every day. But, you know, obviously the first couple of days are always, you know, you're nervous. The game is a lot faster um, than, than you think it is when you make the jump from college to playing with the pros. So it definitely takes some time to adjust. But after a while, when you kind of start to get used to things, you definitely see yourself and you say, okay, maybe, you know, I think this is something that, you know, I can handle. And um, it, it, gives you, it, it gives you confidence. Knowing the fact that you know you can keep up with with the pro still even when you're you're not necessarily there yet, and we also that summer the All Star game was in in Portland, so we actually played against the homegrown All Star team. That was the first time they did that, I think. Yeah. So we we actually got to play our PDL team got to play against them at the end of the summer. So the whole summer was you know kind of building up to that game, mm-hmm. and that was like our real test of like you know playing against pros because those guys were a lot closer to our age than obviously some of the guys in the first team. Mm-hmm. Um, and that game actually ended up going pretty well for us. So I think after that game is when, um, you know, a lot of like the, the process for me going to play an MLS started, you know, kind of, it helps to put a lot of the guys on our team that, that day on the map kind of, um, mm-hmm. you know, guys that maybe weren't that high during college that, that definitely helped them out a lot. Yeah, it's definitely cool. And then going into 2015, you got drafted fourth overall in the in the Super ML or the MLS Super Draft by the San Jose Earthquake. So what what was that like? What was that feeling like? Oh, it was awesome. I mean, obviously, you know, it's it's a moment where you know you see all the the hard work and time that you put in and come to fruition. You know, um, I think it was nice. It, it was good to be able to experience it with uh, with my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents and brother were there uh, supporting me. Uh, it was a really good feeling. You know, it, it's kind of 
of a whirlwind kind of day. You don't really know what's going to happen. Um, a lot of nerves involved. So to finally hear your name called, you know, it feels really good. You kind of have a, a, a release as well as, you know, excitement. And at that point, I was, you know, super excited to get started. I've been way, you know, something that growing up, you dream of the opportunity to play professionally. And finally being able to realize that dream is a really good feel. Yeah, definitely. And what was it like stepping on the pitch for the first time, like, as an MLS player? Yeah, it was not. I mean, it was tough. For me, I remember my first game was at Dallas. I think I stepped in, like, with, like, five or ten minutes left. And, you know, my first – the first action I had in the game, I just got run over in a challenge. <laughs> so, you know, it, it was – you know, you're really excited. You know, you're ready to go, and then you kind of get humbled pretty quickly. You know, I think it happens happens a lot, but you know, you just got to kind of pick yourself back up and, and continue pushing. Like I said, it takes time. You know, kind of getting into the swing of things, getting used to things. Because you know, there's always changes between you know the college level and the professional level. So um, it's more about how quickly you can adjust to those changes and um, apply it to your game. But it was, it was amazing. I remember, you know, being nervous before the game, but the excitement, it, it feels so good, you know, and the coach finally says, okay, that's the time. You're warming up, and the coach calls you over and says, all right, good luck. <laughs> Go out there and try and work, you know. Uh, it's a good feeling. So you have to enjoy it, you know. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you, too. What, what, what do you think is, like, the biggest difference between the college game and the pro game? I mean, I wouldn't say one difference is bigger than there. Obviously, the difference in quality is, is really high, but it's for a number of different reasons. You know, mm-hmm. there's guys that are faster, stronger, bigger, uh, smarter. The speed of play is at a much higher level. So, you know, you, you have to think faster. You have to move faster. You have to, you know, play the game smarter all around. I think one of the biggest differences for me was off the field, you know, the the realization that like this is it's now a job that you're doing. Whereas before in college, you know, it, it wasn't a job yet. It was, you know, you're playing every day with these guys that you're with twenty four seven, they're your friends. Mm-hmm. Whereas now you're you're more like colleagues, you know, you're you're not necessarily friends with your teammates. You're not uh, after training, you know, every day going to hang out with your teammates, you know, whereas in college it's like that was all you really had to do outside of study. So I think that was one of the biggest difference, differences for me. Also, the range of uh, different ages that we had in the team, guys that are at different stages in their lives, in their careers, you know, guys have families now, whereas you just came from a place where everyone, you know, is, you know, on their own. So I think that was for me one of the the biggest differences that I didn't really think so much about before I started playing professionally. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming probably a lot of guys figure that one out quick, right? Yeah, very quickly. <laughs> very and quickly. and can you, could you run me through uh, your first goal? I think it was uh, your third game of your career. Yeah, uh, so, that was a tough one. Uh, I think Clarence is a little for that, but um, it was a really scrappy goal. I think it was a corner kick as they whipped the ball in and Clarence Clarence had it 
headed it towards goal, and I was I was supposed to be on the goalkeeper, uh, stopping him from coming out to the challenge for the first ball. And uh, the header off clearance just like came straight towards me, and I was basically on the goal line. It's just kind of there was a def- I always said there was a defender behind me, so he was gonna clear the ball. Mm-hmm. So I gave it the final touch to flick it around the defender into the goal. <laughs> so yeah, it was a scrappy one, but. At the end of the day, goal to goal, and especially yeah. when it's your first one, it's a, it's a really special feeling. Having it come in the third game, you know, something I wasn't really expecting um, to happen, but uh, when it did, it was, it was an amazing feeling being able to celebrate with the the fans and my teammates, especially. Yeah, did you, did you get to keep the ball? Uh, yeah, so they gave you the, uh, I got a match ball for the first goal, and then, uh, Enjoy learning what it takes to become a better player from professional soccer players? Well, how would you like to work with professional players one-on-one? Now you can with B-Pro by Perfect Soccer. Head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash B-E-P-R-O to apply to work with our network of pro players today. And yeah, I know you played... Uh four seasons with the San Jose Earthquakes, and now you signed with uh, FC Cincinnati last year. So what's it what's it been yeah. like playing for an uh, expansion team? Yeah, uh, it, it's definitely a different experience. You know, everything at this point for us is new, mm-hmm. whereas in San Jose, you know, they're, they're already in the swing of things, you know. It's kind of, you know, one foot after the other, you know, everyone – already knows how things work, mm-hmm. whereas here, you know, everything that comes up is the first time um, that we've experienced it. Um, so it, 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 it has its challenges, but I think it's also, it, it's nice because, you know, you have the opportunity to create something special to be the start of, you know, something that can, can be really good in the future. So I think uh, we're all kind of embrace, trying, to, trying our best to embrace it. Um, you know, things aren't, you know, going to go well all the time, but... Um, I think uh, we're doing a good job to, you know, kind of stay positive and and really try to pave the way to have something special for the club. You know. Yeah, definitely. And what, what's a what's a fan base like in uh, Cincinnati? It's crazy, man. I think uh, we definitely have some of the best fans in the in that MLS. They support the the team through thick and thin when things aren't going going well for us. They're still there cheering the next day until the end of the game. You know, they clap for us at the end of the game, no matter what the score of the game was. So, you know, it's, it's a positive group of fans that, you know, they really love the, the city um, and the team. And um, they support us no matter what, which is, uh, for the players, really important. What's the most important quality or skill that you feel is your greatest contribution to, to your success as a pro player? and want to be the best at, at what you do is something that's uh, 
And what do you what do you think is the biggest mistake most pro players are making today? Most pro players are making today. Um, I would say probably the way we spend our time outside of soccer. I guess I can only speak for myself, but I'll say we have a lot of time because, you know, you can only train for so many hours in a day. You know, we don't work for the most part from 9 to 5. We we have a few extra hours on our day that we could use to do anything, really. You know, you can do whatever you want that time. So I think um, a lot of people fail to use that time to do things that benefit them in the long run because soccer only lasts so long. So it's important to use the time that you have now to set yourself up for the future. Definitely, definitely. And what, what advice would you give to a young player trying to make uh, the MLS or become a pro soccer player? Well, one piece of advice would be what I just said. Yeah. Um, if you do reach that level, definitely do something to better yourself with your time. And then I would say, for me, one of the biggest things getting my degree, uh, finishing school, and finishing it as fast as you can because the longer you're out of it, the harder it is to finish. And for people that don't, I guess, know what I mean, for the MLS, the draft is in January. Mm-hmm. So more often than not, you're leaving school a semester early. So for me, it took me about a year after I left to finish school. But I'm happy I did it right away because I think the longer you wait, the harder it is to get back into it. Um, the harder it is to be able to, you know, sit there and sign up for that class and then um, – and go from training to sitting at home and reading a, a your textbook and, and trying to finish up school. So I think that's probably one of the most important things I'll say is to make sure you have some sort of backup plan because you never know what can, what can happen in, in this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I, could, I can't even imagine like taking, like even if it was a year off and then trying to go back to college, I don't know. That'd be tough. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, because you were probably there all year round, pretty much, right? Yeah, I was. Right. Uh, I had. Well, so I took this spring off <laughs> that spring, so that's January to May, and then I didn't take a class over that summer. But then I did it. Did one class in the fall, and then a couple classes the next spring, and one class the last summer, and then finished. And it was hard. Even after yeah. that summer, I didn't want to enroll, but I told myself, look, you have to do it. Get it done now. The sooner you get it over with, the better. Um, and even if even if you just do it in small chunks at a time, you know, just as long as you're continuing to do something, you know, just a little bit at a time, so that even if you don't get it all done at the end of your career, you'll have less to do. Um, I think it's important. Yeah, yeah I'm assuming – not that many players have their degrees just because they leave school early or they didn't, or they might have just came from like their youth teams too, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And what's uh, something that you think most people think is true that they shouldn't believe? Most people think it's true that they shouldn't believe. Um, uh, that's an interesting question. I would, I would say this is, I would say, true and not true at the same time. Um, but I think a lot of people believe that making mistakes is good. 
And I would say that making mistakes are, is good as long as you're not making the same mistake over and over again, not making the same mistake more than once. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people say making mistakes is a good thing because obviously you learn from your mistakes, but they miss the second part of learning from the mistake because you can only make the same mistake so many times before eventually it's not a mistake. It's just, you know, what's happening. It's just what you're going to do. But I would say that the belief that making mistakes is good while not correcting the mistake is something that a lot of people think is true. That's not true. Gotcha, gotcha. And uh, what about why, why or how did you get the number 27? Solid number, twenty-seven. Yeah. Uh, are you ready for some fun questions? Yeah, absolutely. Right, who who's a uh, one player that you'd want to do a jersey exchange with? One player that I'd want to do a jersey exchange with. Ah, uh, that's a tough question. <laughs> There's a lot. I would want to do a jersey exchange with Ozil, probably. Right. Ozil from Arsenal. Right, that'd be cool. And uh, what do you like to do in your free time? Um, I like to play video games. I play a lot of FIFA. I like to rate myself as a pretty good FIFA player. And anyone that wants a challenge can just hit me up, let me know, <laughs> and I'll give you the challenge. I uh, started playing Fortnite like maybe a month and a half ago. I'm so bad, but you know, I'm practicing, hoping that one day I'll be good enough to go to the, the Fortnite World Cup and make $3 million. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you want to you want to challenge Chad Johnson to some FIFA? Yeah, we had yeah. we had a little back and forth on Twitter All maybe right. like a couple months ago. So I think he's been he's been stuck in the game actually. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, the guy that when that game's gonna happen. So we'll see we'll see if he ever uh, mends up and comes and plays. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if if you weren't a pro soccer player, what do you think your profession would be? take it what about what what's uh your favorite song right now favorite song right now yeah. wow that's it <laughs> that's me on the spot there that's a tough question favorite song right now what song are you listening to during I mean, warm-ups you said the song i listen to for a warm-up yeah uh i'm 
big on I'm big on like Tory Lanez right now for some reason, so I would probably right. say some song by him. Any any song by him. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on, and uh, could you let the people know where they could follow you on social media? Yeah, um, I appreciate you having me. First of all, uh, my social, my Instagram is the uh, Thai period Alashe. Um, Twitter is at the Thai Prince twenty seven. Um, so go ahead and give me a follow uh, if you guys want. I'll try to get some uh, some nice content for you guys. Yeah, definitely, and uh, good luck the rest of the season. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Quincy Marroquois here, and thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you'd like us to interview next, we'll get working on that right away. You can listen to this full episode and more at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today.